Hey friends, it is the Burnham Milroy sermon series. Today is July 10th and I am preaching today from Acts chapter 11 verses 1 through 18. Here we go. Soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticized him. You entered the home of Gentiles and even ate with them, they said. Then Peter told them exactly what had happened. I was in the town of Joppa, he said, and while I was praying, I went into a trance and saw a vision. Something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners from the sky, and it came right down to me. When I looked inside the sheet, I saw all sorts of tame and wild animals, reptiles, and birds. And I heard a voice say, Get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, I replied, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. But the voice from heaven spoke again, Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. This happened three times before the sheet, and all it contained was pulled back up to heaven. Just then, three men who had been sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were staying. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry that they were Gentiles. These six brothers here accompanied me, and we soon entered the home of the man who had sent for us. He told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and had told him, Send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He will tell you how and everyone in your household can be saved. As I began to speak, Peter continued, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as he fell on us at the beginning. Then I thought of the Lord's words when he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And since God gave these Gentiles the same gift he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to stand in God's way? When the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, We can see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. Now this sermon today is called More Than Bacon, Freedom from Church Culture. Now I love bacon. I could eat bacon on ice cream, dipped in chocolate, on sandwiches, with breakfast, as breakfast, I could eat a whole package of bacon in one sitting if I let myself. Now under Jewish dietary laws, all pig is considered unclean and they're not allowed to eat it. Peter tells the Christ following Jews what happened to him with Cornelius the Gentile. He tells them that the Holy Spirit basically knocked him around in a dream eventually getting Peter to open up enough to realize that God was inviting him to something different. God showed Peter all kinds of unclean foods, like pig and my favorite meat of all time, bacon. And after Peter protested mightily to eating any of them, God said, don't call unclean what I have made clean. Now last week in the July 3rd sermon, I asked if anyone had ever said, oh yes, I'll do anything for God. 
and then God told you what he wanted, and then you said, wait, no, not that. Well, that's what Peter did in this story. God was instructing him to eat the food at the banquet in his dream, and Peter said, no, not that. Now, if Jesus' disciples can have that reaction, I think it's okay if we do every once in a while too. The Peter we know from the Gospels can be a wee bit thick-headed at times. Here in this passage, Peter's given a choice and a mandate from God. Accept the invitation to eat with Cornelius and go in my name. God says, my saving grace is for everyone, not only you Jews. God is inviting Peter to throw off the chains of church culture to reach people about whom God cares deeply. The blessing given to Abraham in Genesis 12 is coming to fruition. The Jews are going to be a blessing to the nations, meaning that in Peter's time and ours, everyone, all people, deserve to hear about and are free to accept or reject the glorious and radical love of Jesus Christ. So I ask a question, to whom is God inviting you? God's message was one that said, it's more than just bacon I want you to eat. It wasn't only the food that made Peter nervous. It was that Jews were not allowed to eat in a Gentile's home. As we hear from the scripture passage, the Gentiles weren't yet accepted into the kingdom and the Christ-following Jews had to be convinced that Peter didn't commit a great heresy or sin when he went to spend time with Cornelius and his people. Stepping foot into Cornelius's house the first time must have made Peter incredibly uncomfortable. His brain was telling him all the messages from his upbringing. No, Peter, don't do it. We don't associate with Gentiles. They're unholy. They're not part of our family. We don't know how they wash their dishes. They don't wash their hands before eating. And on and on and on. He literally was having a crisis of faith. Everything he was taught since childhood was blowing up in his face. Thanks to the Holy Spirit. So can you imagine how much effort it took Peter to go into that Gentile's house? Now Peter was culturally insulated in many ways, just like we are. I think we show up to worship on Sunday morning looking respectable. We see our friends who look like us. We worship God in ways that are comfortable and familiar. And then we go home to do our weekly routine that generally keeps us from interacting with the marginalized, the disenfranchised, and the unclean. The longer we're Christians, the worse it can become. We end up having few friends that aren't Christian. It's one of the reasons I met, I went to meet a group of people this past Thursday at one of our churches. They're community service people and are there because they've been given community service by the courts for a whole bunch of different reasons. Accelerated rehabilitative um, disposition, treatment court, whatever it might be, they need and are required to do community service. And so our church opens their doors to these people to work off their community service and hopefully build bridges in the same way. I've invited 
people, these community service people who come and have helped maintain and love on our church building to our picnic next week. We are called to interact with and love those outside of our church culture, those that might not fit in or those who have messed up and are now in trouble. As a clergywoman, and my brother and sisters who are clergy can affirm this, our lives can be super insulated. I don't ever have to go outside of my comfort zone if I don't want to. I'm surrounded by church people all the time. Spending time with people that are on the margins or close to it reminds me of God's abundant and overwhelming grace that's intended for everyone. We're called to go outside the walls of our buildings to meet people where they at, where they are at, and then invite them in to experience God's love and be in relationship with them. Yeah, it can make us uncomfortable. We don't always know what to say and we can get super judgy. But God calls us to it according to the gifts he's given us. And this call to befriend those outside of our church is really a call to freedom. If the Holy Spirit can show himself to the Jews through Gentiles, then certainly the Holy Spirit can show up through others who aren't part of the Christian faith or who consider them spiritual but not religious or any of the above. John Wesley called it provenient grace. God is at work everywhere if we are willing to have our eyes opened and take a look around. God invites us to throw off the chains of church culture to reach those who have not heard, those who have been rejected, those who have been called unclean, even by us. So I ask again, to whom are you being called? The political and racial angst that is in our country right now has happened in large part, I believe, because we as church people, as followers of Christ, have not been listening to the Holy Spirit. We have been more concerned with fitting in than doing justice. We are more concerned with being respected than helping someone who is being oppressed. Think about your life. Are there people in it that don't act like you think they should? Are there people making bad choices when you've told them over and over that they're destroying their lives? Are there people that get under your skin? Well, I hope the answer is yes, because then that gives God a way to show his character through you and me. When we are uncomfortable, when we are annoyed or confused like Peter was with Cornelius, we are prompted by the Holy Spirit not to change other people, but to pray for change in ourselves. I'll let that sink in a moment. We are not called to change other people, but to pray for change in ourselves. What? Why would I pray to change me? I'm fine. Yeah, I'm not fine. And scripture tells me that over and over again. But we pray for God to change us because our actions, our motivations, and our attitudes are the only ones that we can control. Is someone annoying you? Pray that God gives you patience and compassion, and not from a place of superiority or pride, but of genuine love. Ask God 
for you to be able to see the other person as God sees them, to see them in love, and to be able to feel that love for them too. It's when we change that we are the example of God's grace and love in the world. This is freedom. Peter's freedom looked like walking into a Gentile's house for supper for the first time in his life, you know, maybe at 50, 40, 60 years old. It's freedom to love as Jesus did. It's freedom to not be bound by social convention. It's freedom to lift others up without thinking that we should get something in return. It's freedom to find the marginalized, the outcast, the broken, listen to them, be in relationship with them, and then give them voice. It's to use our privilege to fight for equality. This kind of freedom is not popular. We will definitely get pushback from some of our, quote, sensible or respectable friends. We will have people object and say, no, that's not safe. Why are you putting yourself out there like that? Regardless of what our friends and family say, what matters most is listening to the Holy Spirit, being invited to befriend those who aren't in our normal social circles, to step out to be the grace, love, and mercy that Jesus calls us to be. I ask a final time, to whom are we being called? Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. Amen.